Today on Lifelong Learning, we're discussing the NCQA's Patient-Centered Medical Home, or PCMH. What is it? How do practices become PCMH recognized? What's going on in education about PCMH? And other questions. I'm your host, Alicia Sutton, and with me today are Jennifer D'Alessandro and Scott Weber. Jennifer is Assistant Director of Clinician Education at NCQA, and Scott is CEO of MedIQ, a leading provider of certified continuing education. Welcome, Jennifer and Scott. We are glad you can join us. Thank you. Good afternoon. So, Jennifer, let me start with you. Tell us about the Patient Center Medical Home. Our organization, the National Committee for Quality Assurance, developed a voluntary program around the patient-centered medical home model. The patient-centered medical home recognition program invites clinicians at the practice level, the primary care practice, to conduct an analysis, a review of their practice. And they submit an application to NCQA against a set of quality standards with us. We assess those that performance against our quality standards and award different levels of recognition for primary care practices. We are the most widely sought-after program in the country. We have more than 50,000 clinicians within more than 8,000 practices that have achieved this accomplishment as a patient-centered medical home. Tell us about the value propositions of the patient-centered medical home. The value of the patient-centered medical home in regard to NCQA's recognition program is that we see a medical home leads to improved quality of care for patients. It leads to better control of costs and lower expenses, reduced ED visits, less time in the hospital, better follow-up care for patients. We're seeing also a better experience of care from both the patient's perspective and the provider's perspective, particularly the entire healthcare team. And is the adoption um, picking up? Are a lot of practices looking to do this? Absolutely. Um, practices continuously pursue our recognition program and renew under our recognition program. So we're seeing our numbers increase on a monthly basis. As I mentioned earlier, we have more than 8,000 recognized practices, and those numbers continue to grow. What is that recognition process like? What do they go through? Achieving recognition is not an overnight evolution. The, the first step is to visit our website, www.ncqa.org, and determine your eligibility as a practice. That's step number one. Step two is to download a copy of our free standards and guidelines. That is the evaluation tool that we use to assess performance against our clinical quality measures and our performance metrics. Once you do those two steps, you have some transformation work that you need to do at the practice level, and that is redesigning your care team to focus on a whole patient care. There's um, many elements involved in the program, but that gets a practice started at determining eligibility and assessing readiness to pursue the patient-centered medical home model and achieve recognition with us. What do you think some of the challenges that you've seen? Obviously, they've got steps they have to go through. What are the most common challenges, whether it's personnel, cost, or any of those issues? Asking a practice to transform with the patient at the center is a paradigm shift. So reassembling that care team to keep the patient in mind, involving the patient in decision-making, setting their own goals, and pursuing those goals and staying engaged with their care plan is critical to becoming a, a patient-centered medical home. So a lot of the 
challenges from the practice level include the care team establishment, defining roles and responsibilities, training for the entire care team, along with an integration of many of the systems and support with practice transformation. And obviously being recognized and registered that way is a win. It's a win for the patient and the outcomes, but is there a financial win as well? Yes, there is. We see many public and private sector initiatives that offer incentives for recognized practices at both the state level and the private commercial level. So there is an additional financial incentive when patient-centered medical home-recognized practices see additional patients under the program. How long does it take? I mean, when it was start to finish, is there kind of an estimate we can tell our listeners? We get asked that question a lot, and it varies depending on the size of your practice, where you are in the transformation towards the medical home model. So it varies. It's a journey. It takes time. It takes the entire healthcare team, and it takes a variety of resources. So it doesn't happen overnight, but certainly the benefits continue once you begin the transformation. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Lifelong Learning on ReachMD. I'm your host, Alicia Sutton, and with me today is Jennifer D'Alessandro and Scott Weber, and we're discussing patient-centered medical home. So many of our listeners are educators themselves, and I'd like to bring in our second guest, Scott Weber. He is CEO of MedIQ, an education company, certified education. He's enjoyed a strong partnership with NCQA for years. So, Scott, where do you see education heading as it pertains to the topic of PCMH? So what we've discovered in our partnership with NCQA and working with the patient-centered medical home recognized practices is an opportunity to use education as a tool and a resource to enforce the quality changes that are taking place in those practices. And so, again, as Jennifer said, the practices go through this recognition program in order to improve the quality of the care that they're delivering. And the opportunity that we see is that certified continuing education can be that tool or resource to really help facilitate the changes in quality and improvement in quality and patient outcomes. Scott, quickly, the relationship between MedIQ and NCQA. Tell me a little bit about that. What's interesting is it was almost four years ago at another alliance meeting when we met with Vicki Street and started brainstorming on ideas of how MedIQ and NCQA could come together to develop and deliver quality-based education. And over the uh, past four years, we've delivered a number of activities, two in the quality and performance space, one in in pain and the other in depression. The work has been published and has recently won some awards. And we always go back and forth and talk about what are the opportunities right now in both from a CME point of view or continuing education point of view and the work that NCQA is doing with the patient-centered medical home recognition program. As we started to explore the model, what we realized in looking at the uh, survey and interview data was a real opportunity to leverage continuing education to support the framework, the PCMH framework, and again, driving these practices towards better quality and better patient outcomes. The initiative that we're launching is a curriculum, if you will, of education that focuses on a number of clinical areas and will be delivered in multiple formats, both in live workshop as well as digital platform utilizing the Archimedics platform. And one of the interesting things that we found in the needs assessment data that we gathered was that while there is a lot of really high-quality education that exists in the CECME enterprise for physicians and pharmacists, nurses, and PSPAs to access, what's needed in the PCMH model is education that is designed specifically for the needs of those recognized practices. 
And so the ability to develop education from the learner's point of view inside a patient-centered medical home model really gives us an opportunity to address the specific needs, close the specific gaps, and teach to the standards that are all part of the NCQA framework. That sounds like it must be highly customized because every center, every practice has its own needs. So how do you deal with the different needs across the country? The quality standards themselves are essentially the common denominator. And so ideally the the goal of this initiative is continuing to do our homework to develop the education that is interactive, has opportunity for a lot of participant feedback. And you'll see as we roll out the initiative, you'll see that there are multiple points of interaction with patient-centered medical home practices to address, again, specific needs, but also focus on the standard quality metrics that all of these practices are following. So, Scott, it sounds like terrific collaboration, and we look forward to hearing results about it and hope you come back to talk to us about it. But, Jennifer, to you, what what are you going to do with those results? What do the outcomes mean to you? That's the terrific thing about this initiative is it will provide a curriculum of resources and tools and hands-on operational strategies for practices to begin the transformation. Once they achieve that level of patient-centered medical home, our portfolio will assist them in sustaining that improvement, continuously improving. That's our goal. We would like to see practices reach this level and continuously improve in the quality of care they're providing to their patients. That's great. Can't wait to hear the outcomes from it. So I'm going to ask you both a final question here, and it's my favorite, which is the magic wand. If you could wave your magic wand. What would you like to see out of this program? From NCQA's perspective, we would like to see our numbers significantly grow and the number of practices achieve the patient-centered medical home recognition with us greatly increase. That all translates to improved quality of care, improved patient satisfaction, improved provider satisfaction, better care, lower costs. And in the goal of towards the triple aim, that would be the ideal scenario for us. And Scott, from the education side? I like the alignment here with NCQA. I think there's been so much conversation over the past few years about what role will certified continuing education play in healthcare moving forward. And being able to align education with new practice models that focus on quality, I think, proves more than ever the value proposition that we bring to the table from the education community and the opportunity it presents for us to demonstrate that we can truly make a difference in improving health care in the, in the United States. And I think, you know, meetings like this at the Alliance that are focused on quality, you know, this is one area of quality improvement that I think we can really shine in a partnership with NCQA. I want to thank both our guests for their time today. Very good insights. For more information about NCQA, you can visit them online at www.ncqa.org. Or you can visit Scott's company, MedIQ, and they're located at www.med-iq.com. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. You've been listening to Lifelong Learning. To download this segment, visit ReachMD.com or download the podcast on your ReachMD mobile app. Thanks for joining us.